Welcome to another episode of Managing Well. I'm your host, Tanya Ladipo. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. It's a special edition of Managing Well because we have an upcoming healthcare symposium on September 13th and September 21st that we're offering virtually. And the reason we really wanted to do a healthcare symposium is because we realize that workspaces need to be equitable for everybody. And the gravity of that in healthcare is is significant, right? So when we're not addressing equity in the healthcare system, people literally are dying. And so we wanna be able to have these real conversations of like, what does health equity look like in practice, not just in conversation, so that we can get to putting policies in place in a real way where patients receive the level of care where all patients receive the level of care that they deserve um, and that it doesn't vary based on race or gender or zip code. And, you know, I think now more than ever, when I think about what has happened, um, what came out of the recent Supreme Court ruling that, you know, knocked down affirmative action in colleges and universities. And I know that a lot of us are watching to see, well, how is that going to play out um, in other industries? And so when we think of healthcare, you know, politics are politics. And the swirl of politics is not going to stop anytime soon. And the impact that can have in ways that literally changes or ends people's lives can be significant in healthcare. If we get caught up in what words we're allowed to use or not use, can we treat people based on their need or not? Like when we get caught up in some of what we see people talk about and don't focus on what is actually the right ethical thing to do to ensure that people get the treatment they deserve. Um, when we don't do that, it's significant to individuals, families, communities, and ultimately like, what does it say about us as a society, you know, I was reading a, a research study, and I can speak from my own personal experience um, that 32% of the Black folk that they uh, interviewed um, intentionally dress differently when they know that they're going to see a physician. Because if they are dressed kind of better uh, and not look not wearing clothes that you might be wearing lying around your house when you get sick, um, that they're, they'll get better treatment. And I remember when my children were younger, I was taking them to the pediatrician for a well visit. So it wasn't even stressful. Um, and I remember putting them in the car and I was like, oh, wait a second. I, cause I looked down and I saw what I had on. I had on a hoodie, I had t-shirt jeans and sneakers. And I ran back in the house, changed my shoes and took off my hoodie and I threw on a blazer. So all of a sudden, I looked a lot more professional. I looked nicer. And my and my kids asked, like, why did you do that? We're just going to the doctor. And I said, because we'll get better treatment if they see me dressed differently. Um, nobody should have to do that. And I'm somebody who has some privilege and who has resources. So imagine people who don't. And the, you know, the reason I, I say this is because nobody should have to, to go through that. You shouldn't have to change what you're wearing so that you get treated well. You shouldn't have to bring somebody of the opposite sex with you to an appointment to pretend that you're your partner so that you can not be discriminated against with sexuality, for your sexuality, right? Like 
there's ways that if we don't look at how we practice equity or how we practice inequity in the healthcare system, the harm that causes is, is significant. And so that's why we're having this symposium so that we can not just talk about what the inequities are, but what can providers actually do? How can they make changes on a policy basis that actually makes allows patients to receive the care that they're deserving. And then the flip side of that is, I also don't wanna ignore how incredibly stressful being a healthcare professional is. It was stressful before the pandemic. It's been intensified during the pandemic, certainly, and, and since. You know, my father is uh, an emergency room physician. So I grew up as a doctor's kid. He was always running in, in Chicago and he worked in um, neighborhoods there where there were a lot of, there was lots of gun violence. Um, so he was always running off to do hard work. <laughs> and, you know, the impact, I didn't know this as a child, but, you know, in my profession and working with professionals, uh, the impact of watching people persistently experience trauma and death. Um, the amount of vicarious trauma that medical professionals experience by witnessing all of the violence that they tend to uh, is extreme. And so we know that burnout is high in healthcare. We know that addictions is high in healthcare as a, as a coping mechanism, really, I think for a lot of the trauma that they're witnessing. And so part of the symposium that we're doing is also to talk to healthcare professionals about how do you tend to yourself? How do you anchor yourself and ground yourself in, in the daily chaos, right? That is sometimes healthcare so that you can still be whole and secure and not burnt out and being able to kind of rid yourself of the vicarious trauma, if you will, that you naturally pick up simply as part of your profession. And so there's actual tangible skills that we're going to talk about that people can do on a regular basis because you can't stop vicarious trauma for ha from happening to you if you're in a position where you are constantly exposed to trauma. But there are things you can do to, to significantly minimize it um, and reduce your burnout. So I'm really excited um, and hope you'll join us for the symposium on September 13th and also September 21st. We will have the information in our show notes. It's also listed on our website, thelegibogroup.com slash events. Um, it's free because this is just information that we think is really necessary to, to share um, and be able to hear from you about what is working and the systems you're working in and what, what's not. So I hope you'll join us and thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Managing Well. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to learn more about today's episode, go to thelodipogroup.com slash podcast for a worksheet on today's episode. A special thanks to my podcast team and the Ladipo Group who supports this show. Managing Well is produced and edited by Black Faves Brand Studio. I'm your host, Tanya Ladipo. If you have any questions or topics you want to discuss, email me at managingwellpodcast at thelodipogroup.com. Thank you.